0: Merry Christmas Hope City Church. How are we doing this morning? Good? You guys look amazing. It is Christmas time. Officially for some of you it's been Christmas time. For the rest of us it's now Christmas time and it's just exciting. It's an exciting time, especially exciting time around the church. Um, My name is Jason by the way. I'm the pastor if I haven't had a chance to meet you. But uh, this is service number three for us. We're doing five of these Christmas services. We started Thursday night. Uh, last night was a great night. We're doing uh, this, then. Then I'm heading to Shepherdsville. Our team is going to be doing a service down there. We're doing it uh, back here at 11:45, uh, I think it is. There's so many of them. I forgot the times, but I'll be here. And uh, and so it's just an exciting time at Christmas time uh, for all that God's doing. And I-, I would love for you, if you would, to just help me thank all the people who've worked so hard to put all of this together. Can we just thank our team, our pastors? I mean, if you've been around here long at all, you never thought you would see a choir at Hope City, but it is here. It happened, and yeah, it's a good time. I say we're excited. Uh, That's not totally true. Uh, Not everybody is excited about all the Christmas services. Uh, My youngest son, Zeke, he's not excited. Uh, Actually, we were getting ready for church Thursday night, and... Uh, everybody was you know, getting ready for our first of our Christmas services. We couldn't find Zeke. Everybody was trying to get dressed, and he really had no interest in coming with us to church. Uh, he didn't want to be a part of it. I, I actually captured it on video. I thought I would show this to you guys. This is my youngest son, Zeke, Thursday night. Uh, let, me, let me show you this. And so here's what I know. I know that some of you feel that way right there. Uh, you're here because you were invited by somebody that you care about and you didn't want to hurt their feelings. Or this is your gift. It cost you nothing. And so you said, I'll give you that for Christmas. Or for all the different reasons that you're here, uh, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming. And, uh, and, and for these next few moments, I just I hope that I can share something with you that will help all of us, will help you and help all of us um, celebrate Christmas uh, even more, and, and remember kind of why we do all of this. Um, and I said it's Christmas time, so let me ask you this question. How many people, you have finished all of your Christmas shopping? Let me see your hand. All of your Christmas shopping, you finished it all. Okay, all right. How many people still have some shopping to do? Let me see your hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've got a little Christmas shopping. Andrew and I were trying to finish up last night, looking, filter Amazon filter search will arrive before Christmas. That's what we were uh, doing last night to try to finish it up. Um, But there's always that pressure at Christmas, I don't know if you experience this, but there's always that pressure at Christmas where you want to buy the right gift for somebody. I don't know if you've experienced this pressure, maybe not, but for for a lot of us, we want to buy a great gift, and sometimes you don't know what to buy, um, you know, you're not exactly sure what to do. Then there are other times where you know, like, you just nailed it, like, you know it is the best gift, you know, if you're at the office party, you know you got the best gift. You know, if you're you're, you're giving, you know, friends, like you're waiting, or family on Christmas morning, you're waiting for somebody to open that gift because you know, like, that was the perfect gift. You bought the right gift. Then there are those awkward times where you really went all out on your gift, and, and the other person didn't realize that we were going all out on gifts. And so you chiseled, you know, a sculpture out of stone. They bought socks, and, and you're, you're, a little, you're like, no it's, no, it's just the thought that counts, you know. And you're thinking, wow, all right. Um, and, and so we all experienced that a, a, a little bit. I actually Googled this week. I was kind of curious um, what some of the stories were. And so I, I actually Googled this week, um, worst Christmas presents ever received. Worst Christmas presents ever received. And there were some really great answers. I thought these were pretty funny. It would be a great way. Uh, to kind of get this thing going. Somebody said, the first year we tried to use the Amazon wish list feature, I don't know if you use that, but you can go on and kind of mark the things you want for Christmas. So the first year Amazon uh, released that, this guy said, uh, my parents accidentally found a list of someone else with my identical name, and me, a 24-year-old man on Christmas morning, opened a maternity body pillow. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty good. Somebody said, my weird uncle got me a cement block along with a small hammer and chisel, and he told me that he put all the gifts in the block, Um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, My mom bought me, somebody said, my mom bought me one of those 3D posters that were all the rage in the 90s. Remember those 3D posters you had to kind of cross out to to see? She said, the problem was I'm blind in one eye. Ooh, that one's a little tough. This is pretty bad here. My parents bought me a book called Coping with Being Adopted to break the news to me. Ouch! Ouch! That one's pretty bad. That one's pretty bad. This is my favorite, though. You ready? Here we go. Somebody said, I told my uncle one time I wish I could grow a beard like him. Christmas that year, I opened a Ziploc bag with his facial hair in it. Come on. That one's pretty, pretty great right there. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. In the event that you don't know what to get somebody, thankfully, 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 in 1994, uh, Blockbuster Video, which if you're under the age of 30, you don't know what that is, but Blockbuster Video is where you would go and, and, and rent videos and take them home and watch them if they had them in stock, if, if they had them in stock. But uh, luckily, Blockbuster Video saved the day when they invented the gift card. Did you know that? 1994, Blockbuster invented the gift card. And, you know, for a little while there, it was kind of considered tacky to give somebody a gift card. But I think we've passed that point. I think, I think we've passed the point that gift cards are not tacky. I, I picked up a couple of mine that, that, I, that, that we kind of float around our house. We always love you. You can always go with the classic Chick-fil-A. Come on, Chick-fil-A gift card. You never go wrong with Chick-fil-A. That counts as a Christmas present and a spiritual uh, present. It's very, very Christian. Um, Here's another good one, Lowe's. Lowe's gift card. I hate spending my money at Lowe's, but I love spending other people's money at Lowe's. And so you can always do that. This is my absolute favorite. I actually bought this gift card just so I could use it after the Christmas services. Uh, P.F. Chang's, $25. Come on. P.F. Chang's is my favorite. I don't know why. Pray for Andrea, my wife. She hates it, but she has to put up with it for me. But even when you don't know what gift card to get, you don't know what gift to get, then you don't know what gift card to get, you can always come in with the Amazon gift card. Because the Amazon gift card, you can get anything that you want. You just give them the Amazon gift card. Maybe you give them like a Visa cash card or something. And you, you're, when you give that, you're admitting, I had no idea. I just didn't know. I do not know what to buy you. I didn't know what kind of gift card you would like. And so here is a card that just is kind of like one size fits all. Like this covers anything and everything that you would want. And what I want to do for just a few moments that, that we have together this morning is I want to I talk about what God did for you and I when he sent Jesus. Because in essence, what he did for you and for me is he gave us... A card, he gave us a gift that that covered it all. That covered anything. That you can get and find anything you want in Jesus. And God sent Jesus to us at Christmas. That that Jesus came and we say he's our savior. We sing songs about him being our, our savior. And that's not just a song that we sing. It's not just a Christmas carol. But for those of us who have put our faith in Jesus, we are declaring and remembering and, and thanking God and worshiping God that Jesus came and was and is our Savior. And when we say he's our Savior, what we're saying is he covers it all. That, that, that we can find and, and, and have everything that we would want or everything that we would need in Jesus. But what's amazing about God is that he is a phenomenal gift giver. Is that God is never unsure what to buy you and to buy me. He's never unsure what to get us. The Bible says he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what, what we want. And so not only does Jesus cover everything and get us and allow us to have whatever it is that we're needing and wanting, but Jesus also is specifically what we need and what we want. And I'm going to show you that. Because this Christmas season, I'm, I'm probably, it's probably uh, pretty sure that, that you have been asked by somebody, what do you want for Christmas? matter of fact, just a second ago, I was asking the people around me, you know, hey, what do you want for Christmas? You know, thinking about it. Somebody asked me, they said, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I had to admit that I already have my Christmas present, uh, and, it, and it makes me incredibly old. So I'm just going to go ahead and admit it right now, that you know you have reached just classic old status when you are excited about your Christmas present that you bought for yourself. And I picked it this week. It was a rocking chair. I bought myself a rocking chair. And I am so pumped about it. I mean, I, Andrea said, what do, you, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I'm going to handle it myself. I'm getting my gift this year. She said, what is it? I said, a rocking chair. I am putting a rocking chair, I'm not kidding, in the bedroom. And, you know, when the kids are just too much, we're locking the door, and I'm just sitting in the rocking chair. It's just going to be a relaxing big for me. But here's what I know is that somebody this year, if not multiple people have asked you, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want? And you think about it and you, you try to decide, what do I want? You know, what, what, what do I want this Christmas? And I would be willing to bet that if we were, if, if we were to, to be asked by God, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? You know, we wouldn't say, you know, AirPods or uh, a, a, you know, a, a DVD player or a DVD player. I don't know if anybody's asking for that, but we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't say, I don't know where that one came from. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't say clothes or whatever. If, if, if God were to ask us, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? We would give answers at a little more of the heart level, a little more at the soul level. And that's the good news about Jesus and Christmas. I want to read something to you. Uh, it's in Isaiah, it's a very famous, famous, famous. Uh, passage of Scripture that we read at Christmas time. Matter of fact, last week Andrea spoke and she read some of this to us. But it's in Isaiah chapter nine, and this was a what we would call a prophecy in the Bible. Uh, when when someone has an insight or a vision or knowledge ahead of time, we call that a prophecy, or we call that person a prophet. So Isaiah was a prophet, and he was able. God showed him and and allowed him to see seven hundred years into the future that Jesus the Messiah would be born, and he. He wrote about that in Isaiah chapter 9. And in verse 2 of chapter 9, this is what he said. He said, The people who walk in darkness, he was talking specifically about the people 700 years from now, but he was also talking about you and me. He said, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. So this is talking about Jesus being the light of the world. And in just a moment, Pastor Joe and Karen are going to come and lead us in a and an opportunity to to celebrate and remember that Jesus is the light of the world. But skip down to verse six. This is the famous part. It says, for a child, talking about Jesus, is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called, he will be called, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And he will be called, one more time, wonderful counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When God sent Jesus, he sent our Savior that covers everything. You can find anything you want, everything you want in Jesus. But he didn't just send a Savior. He also sent Jesus who is some specific things that you and I would need. And right there in Isaiah 9, we we just read those. That there are certain times that we see Jesus, experience Jesus, call Jesus something more specific than Jesus. The way I would say it, I guess, since we're at Christmas time, is that God sent Jesus, and by sending Jesus, He really sent us four gifts. Four gifts that God sent us at Christmas time when He sent Jesus, and we just read those. The first gift that God sent us when He sent us Jesus in the Christmas season is he sent us direction. He sent us direction. We we just read that that he will be called, talking about Jesus, Jesus will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. That means that if you were to say this Christmas, if God were to ask you, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Here's what I know about uh, some of us in the room is that we would say, you know what I want for Christmas? I want to know what to do with my life. I want to know what step to take. I want to know what direction to go. I, I want to know what to do with how I feel. I don't know how to do with, how I, with what I'm feeling. I don't even know how to describe what it is that I'm feeling. I'm not sure if I need to choose A or B. I'm not sure if I need to go here or stay here. I'm just not sure. And what I would want more than anything else, God, if you're asking is some direction. And the good news is, is that God sent Jesus. And when you need Jesus to be a wonderful counselor that's exactly what he is. And so today if you if you're here and you would say, "You know what? I need direction." That's what I want. I want direction for my life. If you're able to say that Jesus is your savior, God gives you the gift of direction when you feel lost. You can have it. It's yours. It's yours. But he didn't just give us direction. Isaiah says he's not just wonderful counselor, but he's also mighty, mighty God. Now, no offense to any counselors in the room, if you're a counselor, I don't mean offense by this, but if we only called him wonderful counselor, it, it would be easy to get maybe the idea that Jesus is a little soft, right? He's really smart, but he's not, he's not aggressive, but that's not true, that he's wonderful counselor, but he's also mighty God. And this is the second gift that God gives us in Jesus this Christmas, is he gives us strength. He gives us strength. Specifically, He gives us strength when we feel weak. So maybe if God were to ask you today, hey, what do you really want for Christmas? Like you're talking to God here, you know, so what do you really want for Christmas? Maybe you would say, I I want to stop feeling so weak. I want to stop feeling so incapable and so defeated. I want to stop feeling like I can't uh, get out of bed in the morning. I want to stop feeling like uh, I just don't have what it takes to be uh, the mom that I need to be or the dad that I need to be or the spouse that I need to be or the employee that I need to be or the friend that I need to be or the Christian that I need to be. I just want to stop feeling so empty and so weak. And the good news is if that's what you want for Christmas, you can have it. God sent Jesus so that in the seasons of our life, when we feel weak and when we feel empty, he can be strength. But he's not just wonderful counselor and he's not just mighty God. Isaiah said that sometimes we're going to call him everlasting father. See, if he was just mighty God, we maybe could get the idea or the perception that like, he was just like mean or a bully or big. But he's also a father, which means that God gives us the gift of love, the gift of love. That Maybe you would say, you know what I really want for Christmas? I want to stop feeling alone. I want to stop feeling like I'm always on the outside looking in. I want to stop feeling like... I'm unworthy or unloved. I want to stop feeling ashamed. I want to stop feeling regret and guilt in my life for my past. I want to stop feeling like I'm at the bottom of whatever social status is happening. I just want to feel like someone loves me exactly how I am and right where I am. And the good news is, if that's what you want for Christmas, you can have it. God sent Jesus so that you could feel the love of a father. And I know, look, I'm not crazy enough to think that everybody in this room had a great relationship with their father. So maybe this is hard for you to grasp or understand because you never felt the love of a father. But even if you've never experienced that, I would say even more God wants you to experience that. And he wants to love you that way. And if you want it, he wants to gift it to you. Love. But he's not just wonderful counselor. He's not just mighty God. He's not just everlasting Father. But but Isaiah said that there will be times we'll call him something else. We'll call him the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Maybe if God were to ask you, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? Maybe maybe you would say, you know what I want? I want to stop being afraid. You know what I want? I want to stop feeling so anxious. You know what I want, Jason? If God were to ask me what do I really want for Christmas, I just want a good night's sleep. I want to be able to put my head on the pillow and not think about a thousand things in life that could go wrong or are going wrong. I want to be able to put my kids on the school bus and not worry all day that something bad's going to happen to them. I want to be able to quiet the noise in my mind. I want to I want to be able to work through these relational problems that I'm having in my marriage or with my children or with my extended family. I just want to be able to breathe and relax and have calm. The good news is if that's what you want for Christmas, that's a gift that God gives you today. The fourth gift that he gives you you, if that's what you want, is he gives you calm when life feels crazy. You can have it. He gives it to you. You can have it. If you want that, see, Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Savior, and so He, he he's covers everything like he, anything we want, and everything that we want, we can find in Jesus. But what's so great about Jesus is it's not just all encompassing, it's also specific. So, what do you need Him to be? And what do you want this Christmas? You want direction for your life? Do you want strength? Do, do 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 you want love? Do you want calm? Do you want peace? You will find it, and you will only find it in Jesus. In Jesus. Here's what I would love for us to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for us, and then um, we're actually gonna sing a little bit together, and then Pastor Joe's gonna come. And when Pastor Joe comes, he's gonna give you the opportunity today to to confess your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says that it takes to be saved. It doesn't take more effort. It doesn't take more discipline. It doesn't take you getting your life together or getting your act together. It doesn't take you going back in your past and righting all your wrongs. The Bible says that what is required to be saved is a belief, a faith in Jesus as the Son of God. You got to believe it, and the Bible says you got to confess it with your mouth, which is really just a fancy way of saying you just you you have to believe it and say it. And so, in just a moment, when Pastor Joe comes, you're gonna have a chance to do that. And you maybe could think of a million reasons why it's not time yet, or you got to get a couple of things, or you got to experience a couple of things, or whatever it is. But if you this Christmas believe that this is the moment that God is. Like like Emily was describing, like you just know, like I've been searching, but I'm tired of searching, and I feel like I've found it, but I've got questions or I'm not sure. I can't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas this season than for you to accept the gift of Jesus. So you're going to have that, moment, that, that opportunity in just a moment. But will you bow your heads, and, and can we pray together? God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that when we didn't have a way to know God, you gave us a way to know God. Thank you that when our sin separated us from you, you came up with a solution. And the solution wasn't based on our behavior, it wasn't based on our score or our grades, it was based on Jesus dying on the cross. So thank you for sending your son. You are the greatest gift giver, God, because you sent your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life and to die a sinner's death on a cross and to be raised back to life so that we could live. And so, God, I pray that this Christmas we would not get caught up in every other experience, emotion, and forget why we're celebrating in the first place. Because our Savior came to this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.